What's up everyone, you're now listening to The Mill Myths, also known as The Millennial Misfits Podcast. Let's get it started. Alright, what's up guys, we're in another episode of The Mill Myths, and today we have a new guest. My name is Sherison. My name is Asher. And we have our guest, I don't know which way to point because my screen, you're on the left, but his name is Ness, or Nisakin, or Nish. Uh, he is my cousin, and he's a fellow MMA fan, like the two of us down here. Um, so we wanted to get you guys on today and uh, talk a little bit about combat sports. But first, how you guys doing? Good, man. I'm a little sore, but I'm good. Asher, I didn't tell you this well, before we started this, but Nish uh, actually went on a run today from downtown Toronto to Scarborough. What? So I don't even know how long that is in terms of distance. Is that like a how, how long is that? I did 23 kilometers today. Wow. And it took me almost four hours to do because I got lost twice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was trying to follow a trail that I know of that goes all the way from uh, downtown where the harbor is. And it kind of follows the Don Valley Parkway. If you know the DVP, it follows alongside that. And it comes up on near uh, Leslie and Shepherd. And then my parents live around Warden and Shepherd, so I was just going to run east on Shepherd, right? But because of COVID and because of quarantine, a lot of the trail parks have been closed off because a lot of it is sort of just, it, it's not, uh, the, the grounds maintenance hasn't been done, so they closed it off. So I kind of got lost. I had to stop, reroute, come up and find a route to come. So it didn't go according to plan, but I got it done. And it's something that I have a personal goal that I've always kind of wanted to do, run from my house downtown to my old house up in Scarborough. That's extremely impressive, to be honest. Um, running is something that like, I avoid doing. Like I try working out. And just like cardio, like most people, they find it the hardest thing to do. But um, I think one way you can get your cardio in and have fun at the same time is through sports. And I think, Sheriston, you're going to jump into our topic for today, which is going to be related to sports, but maybe not so, depending on your definition, but I'll let you take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of why I wanted to get you guys on on this topic, um, especially with combat sports, because it's something that's been on the rise. Uh, obviously, with boxing and everything, it's always been there and it has a history. Uh, but with mixed martial art and, and grappling and jiu-jitsu and all of those different arts, it's the, the brand has grown with more eyes on it as well. Um, and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of discussion around understanding what it is, right? Uh, whether it's a sport, whether it's a, it's a spectacle or it's an event or because it's not the traditional kind. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys what you guys view as a sport. And if you think that would, uh, that definition would include combat sports in that. I'll let our guests go first. <laughs> I, uh, I personally do not think that things like UFC, it's very, okay, the difficulty here is sometimes we're going to use words because there isn't a better word to describe that thing. So that's why we call it a sport. Combat sports already, when you add combat to sports, it becomes a bit more of a muddled thing. For me, I don't view it as a sport. It's an art and it's almost like live, it's live entertainment and art and there's elements of sport all meshed into it. And that's what you get mixed martial arts. You know what I mean? They make it into a spectacle, a live entertainment. And there's a, they import or they imprint sporting attributes to it by having coming up with rankings, but this and that and so on and so forth. Right. But the reason why I don't think it's a sport is because in sports, there's a clear defined win. When you, like there's tournaments, all sports, there's different ways and there's ways that you do it. And there's uh, rules that you follow within the sports to achieve the pinnacle of your sport. Whether it's winning the NBA championship, winning the uh, like NHL cup, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Even in tennis or golf, you have to go through a thing. Mixed martial arts doesn't follow that at all. An amateur mixed martial artists can be competitive with a professional mixed martial, or mixed martial artist. But you can't have that in basketball. You can't go to amateur basketball and tell that guy to pick up a ball and go play with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. But 
because it's an art and because it's so expressive in different ways and because it's a very unique thing that anybody can really compete with anybody as long as they know certain things. I don't think it's a sport. It's a very weird, different niche that it exists in and we don't have any other way to call it that. I get where you're coming from. Um, I agree and disagree with you and uh, on a few points. So in terms of um, mixed martial arts, I think um, that is a sport. The reason why is because there is no... Uh, mixed martial arts was something that was created, right? So martial arts obviously has existed for a long time. Karate, you know, boxing, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, whatever. All that stuff has been around for a while. Um, and you wouldn't consider those sports. You consider those martial arts. Now, there are competitions. There are tournaments for those martial arts that you can compete in. You can obviously rank and become, you know, a blue belt. And then you can enter taekwondo competitions and win prizes and trophies and tournaments or whatever. Now, the mixed martial arts is something that never existed for like until like maybe 30 years ago right it was something that was created when they said oh wouldn't it be cool if like a taekwondo guy would go up against a wrestler or like a boxer go up against you know a karate guy and all that all those different things and you know sport in my opinion like obviously this is probably a definition for it but it's it's a physical activity of some kind with the rule set to provide a winner and a loser right so golf some people say isn't a sport but some people say no it is a sport right so like <laughs> the definition of sport can be completely subjective depending on who you're talking to now um yeah mixed martial arts has definitely been a, a sport that's had like its controversies we can get into that later um but i think it's obviously a sport in today's eyes a lot of people would agree like it's on espn and um the rise of of mma has definitely been one to 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 talk about so i'll let Sheriston um give his point and transition to our next topic yeah no for sure i i like that you touched on the fact that it, it, it's something that we created and kind of meshed the arts together um because i actually never considered it that way as well like for me i was like it's it's weird to talk about it as a sport because the elements are different um it, it, in the sense that like that we have like fight math right because if one guy beats the other and he beats this other guy the first guy, you would think he's better than than third guy, but you can't do that. You know what I mean? So there's also those like those elements in it. So I never viewed it as a sport. Um, but I like that you you say it that it, it's it's different artwork that we brought together into one sport. Um, so in that way, I I, I kind of see that, and I'm towing the line on both there. Um, but I wanted to ask. Sorry, go ahead. Can I touch on something Ashra just said? I like. You kind of convinced me a little bit when you were talking about the origin of mixed martial arts in terms of competition, where you're saying, hey, let's see if a Taekwondo guy can fight a Muay Thai guy or a Jiu-Jitsu guy can fight a wrestler. Trying to pit those different arts together seems almost like a sport. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you there. Like, it seems like a sport. But now we've evolved to the point where modern day fighters have to know all of that. So now it's a delicate balance of I need to, like, if you can only have... 10 points and each each discipline gives you two points you can only pick certain amount of points from each discipline right like so it is like i you kind of convinced me a little bit there i just wanted to say that i'm glad you brought uh, he brought you over there but um so on on, on that note have either of you uh, obviously ness you do train so i kind of wanted to ask you that asher have you tried um any martial arts uh before Yes, I've tried uh, Muay Thai. I did it for, um, I think, almost two years. Like, consistently for, like, one summer, I would go, like, you know, multiple times a week. And then when fall and winter came, I went less due to weather and just being lazier. But, like, I remember for, like, a two-year stretch, I did it, like, after I was done university. And it was a lot of fun. It's a good workout for those that don't know what Muay Thai is. It's pretty much just boxing, so punches and kicks. Knees and elbows, so like you're using all limbs pretty much, um, and it's a great workout. And we can talk about like the benefits with of of doing martial arts training in, of any kind. But I want Ness to kind of talk about what type of training he's done before in the past. Uh, so I've done uh, Muay Thai as well. So I've competed in Muay Thai um, a little over two years as well. I, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Like I did recreational sort of youth Taekwondo when I look back on it now, that's what I refer to it as. Mm. But 
I, I wasn't really training with the same kind of discipline or mindset. Like, I feel like those are sort of like, no disrespect. It was kind of just like ways to get you to the next belt and the next belt. And just, it wasn't real discipline. It wasn't real uh, philosophies that I was learning. Whereas now I finally said, Hey, I'm going to go before. So what happened is I turned 29 and then I said, I don't want to turn 30 and be out of shape. I want to be in shape when I turn 30. So I found this local Muay Thai gym and I went there and honestly, man, from the first day I fell in love and I knew that it was for me. And um, I've never been a big sports guy. Like I don't really play other sports and I never really understood it, but I understood the gym right away. Like I understood that mentality of you're doing 500 push-ups, you're doing 500 squats, you're doing this. All right, we're just here to work. We're just here to work. We're going to grind and we're just, you know, having a good time. So you said that you don't, you, you, you're not really a sports person, but you, as soon as you went into Muay Thai, you went into it because you wanted to get fit. But as soon as you went into it, you're like, you, you fell in love, right? Yeah. I fell in love with it for not, for very different reasons. Because I fell in love with it because it's not, not sort of for the physicality of it or for the hitting of it, but almost sort of the, the science of it, the, the technique of it, the, the mental chess game of it, that very is fascinating to me. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like, it's almost like you are playing this game and then this small window of opportunity all of a sudden opens up. And if you're prepared to capitalize on it, then you can capitalize and get something. You know what I mean? Whereas like if your opponent for when they're trying to hit you and their hand is away from their face, all of a sudden there's this open space here. And if I can quickly get in there, I can capitalize. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like high-level problem solving. Joe Rogan's called it this before, high-level problem solving with dire physical consequences. You know what I mean? So I like that. And I feel like, hey, like I might not be able to like shoot a basket or throw a football, but I can trust my body to move. I know my body won't let out on me in that sense or what I can demand of it. So I like that kind of competition too. For sure, yeah. So, Asher, did you did you have uh, a similar sentiment with your Muay Thai training there? Definitely. Um, like I said before, um, I enjoyed it for that two-year period that I was in it. Um, if I had the chance, I actually would go back to it, but it's just I've been busy doing a lot of stuff. Did um, you guys ever spar? No, I never got to the point of sparring, even though I did want to, because yeah. like you were saying earlier, there's something to... Um, I've never been the type of guy to be like, all right, bro, we're going to go to the gym today. We're going to bang out 200 pushups. We're going to do 200 squats and we're going to kill it, blah, blah, blah. But if you yeah. told me like, yo, we're going to go to the gym today. We're going to get better at throwing a jab, throwing a cross, throwing a hook. And like your kicks are going to get better. Yeah. Like to me, like that one, like the, the martial arts part of it just felt way better because I think there are many benefits to martial arts. Um, obviously working out or, you know, lifting and going on treadmill will have physical benefits. You're going to feel better. You'd be in better shape. You can lose weight and all that jazz. But in terms of martial arts, I'm somebody that believes that it also instills confidence in you. Right. Um, it, there's obviously people that can, you know, learn the martial arts and do harm with it, which they teach you that that's like the last thing that you should do. Like you're not taught this to, create violence you're taught this to you know for discipline and for self-defense right so um and obviously for competition for people that do want to compete if i were to have children or if hopefully if i have children in the future i would get them into whatever martial art that they desired or what i thought was good for them because i know that my child is going to grow up way more confident if they know that like hey i have these skills in the bag like obviously i wouldn't tell them to beat anyone up but i just feel like it would not not just for the exercise just for the discipline that it would give them and the confidence that they would give them knowing that hey i know this and the stuff that principles that this has taught me is just going to make me a better person so that's 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 my my experience with martial arts i i agree with you man and like the confidence and the mental fortitude that you build like for me, even more so than seeing my body change, it was seeing my mindset and my mind frame change in terms of defining what is possible, breaking down goals so I can tackle it piece by piece. All those things, all that stuff, martial arts builds that for you. You know what I mean? That's what builds your confidence. It teaches you how to go about solving your problems. You know what I mean? You have to use your brain in order to 
use your body in the best possible way. I really like that. I really like that. You both touched on um, kind of overarching themes there in terms of problem solving uh, and, and being one with your body and mind, um, which I I think those are the, the, the mental aspects that we a lot of people overlook when they look at combat sports because it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you get a great workout out of it because you're doing a lot of body weight work, a lot of plyometrics, but no one really understands the mental perspective until you're in it, right? Yeah. Uh, until you're in a fight or until, until you're swinging and you, and, you, and you get hit on or whatever it is, right? So I feel like you both all touch on the, the overarching themes that kind of make up the mental fortitude portion of that. And I think you were going to say something there. Me? Uh, Ness, you opened your mouth. I, I didn't know if you were... If you... I, well, I was going to say the reason why I was asking Asher earlier, how, did you guys get to spar when you're training is I don't think anybody that actually spars properly is going to seriously go out and start fights, man. Because when you spar and you get hit hard, you have there's this thing that happens. It's very weird. Nobody that has an overinflated ego or nobody that's there to learn how to hit for the wrong reasons is going to last. Because somebody's going to come in that's bigger than you, that's faster than you, that's stronger than you, or that knows technique better than you that's going to whoop your ass. So you immediately have to check your ego. And when, when you're sparring the same guys, it's, I'm not showing up to gym and every day different people are coming. It's more or less my same training partners, like the three of us. You know what I mean? I'm only going to hit you as hard as you're going to hit me. And we have to hit each other another three times this week. So we, you have to be calculated. I don't think people are going to try to hurt each other when they spar. At least not at a good gym where it's like a family, like where it's, your gym is your family. You know what I mean? The team that cares about you. They're not trying to hurt you. And I think people who try to learn techniques to be a bully or anything like that, I don't think those people would last in a gym long enough to learn proper technique, man. I don't think so. Plus, I think the coaches would have dealt with that. I think good yeah. coaches would say, hey, we don't tolerate that type of behavior here. Yeah. So I think um, what I want to talk about next is kind of just the growth of MMA. So maybe not the particulars of it. So a lot of people, you know, still to this day, they don't really um, follow um, MMA that much. They are, you know, they've heard of the UFC or they understand, like, you know, my parents, if I talk about it, they've seen it on TV, but they don't know the, the particulars of it, but they just know that the younger generation is ten, tends to like this sport. Um, it's something that I think has been easier for, you know, millennials like us to gravitate towards easier than the older generation because, you know, boxing has been around for a long time, but, you know, MMA seems to be more brutal. And um, for example, the UFC slogan is as real as it gets, right? And for me, just speaking personally, and I'll flip it to you guys, I don't know how you guys were introduced to MMA. Like, obviously, I'm assuming you're going to say Muay Thai and stuff, but I'm just talking specifically like watching it on TV as a sport or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so I, um, when I first was introduced to it, I was in university. I think I was in first or second year. And, you know, my, my roommate was telling me, he's like, hey, man, like, do you watch UFC at all? And like, I heard of it. I heard of, you know, a couple of fighters and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, it's just too brutal. It's not for me, blah, 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 and stuff, right? And eventually he was like, no, man, trust me. Like, just watch it. And then, like, he showed me some YouTube videos and some knockouts. I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. He's like, okay, let's just watch a live event together. I'm like, all right, cool started watching it and then you know i was like okay it's not as bad as i thought it was actually quite entertaining to watch right then a couple of events a couple of events then i started getting into the sport and then i started like following along and like learning the fighters names and then starting watching them by myself and then okay. now i'm at this point where i have a podcast with my brother that i do it i have an instagram page i'm like totally into that sport so it, the sports have grown like massively over the last 20 plus years but i'm curious for each of you how did you like get into or how did you get interested in, in MMA? Let's hop in there. I, um, I remember exactly how I got introduced to it too, man. My first live fight that I watched was UFC 100. I used to work retail and I worked with this guy who said, hey man, have you heard of GSP? And I was like, what? And then he basically told me about it. And he said, oh, it's this crazy card. He's fighting Tiago Alves. This guy's this crazy Brazilian, like, juiced up Muay Thai fighter. He's going to kill him versus GSP. Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir. So UFC 100 was my first introduction. I think it was 2009. 
So I started watching it and I was like, whoa, this, this is crazy. Like, this is wild. Like, like it seemed like a video game, like all these movies that I learned about as a kid come to life. So I started Googling it and then I learned about pride and I learned about all of these fighters that came from pride. And then I went back and started watching old pride fights from like 2006. So that was my like fuel. Like I finally found a sport that I clicked with and I just started going down that rabbit hole, man. How about you, Shayson? Yeah, no, I think uh, my first introduction to UFC specifically and MMA was uh, Anderson Silva fighting Vitor Belfort. Oh, and, and that was the first one. and like I just I think I just walked like I was at I was actually at Ness's house and he was watching the fight and he was like yo come check this out like I'm watching a fight and I was like okay like this is in my head I'm like this is fake like WWE it's scripted whatever and this guy gets front kicked in the face and he's out for like a minute and I was like what is going on and I think the, this, the stream froze too while we were watching it and I was so pissed but I was like this is wild and that was the first fight and I think like I think for anyone to get into mixed martial arts, just watching it, you can't go wrong with an Anderson fight. You know what I mean? Like the, to be introduced into a fight game like that, it was amazing. Fun fact, fun, fact, fun fact that that fight card with Anderson versus Vitor Belfort, John Jones was on that fight card and he wasn't even the champion at that time. This was when he was on his come up. That is wild. He's been around for a long time. But what I was going to say, though, is I think the WWE, a lot of people, like, you know, used to watch professional uh, professional wrestling, even WWF way back. So I think the rise of um, the WWE definitely helped with the rise of the UFC as well. And, like, a lot of people, I, I don't know about you guys, but I happened to see WWE one time when I was watching TV. And I looked, I tried watching for a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh my god this is terrible how did i watch this like when i was younger like it's insane like how like i took entertainment from this but then at the same time if i see old clips on youtube of like vince mcmahon or the rock or stone cold undertake all those people i enjoy those old clips so it's kind of weird how like nostalgia it's nostalgia bro it's it's your childhood right like i remember when stone cold steve austin drove the beer truck right into the ring took out the hose and started hosing down the undertaker with beer. Like I remember watching that as a kid, having my mind blown, but then you grow up and you realize, or you realize WWE is fake and you realize what it is. It's man soap opera. It's yeah. male soap opera with guys wrestling, which is fine. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not knocking it. I still think it's entertaining and it's very physically demanding. Like these guys are doing all this physical work, pretending to fight, but they're doing it every week and they're throwing themselves off peaks and chairs. It's crazy, man. For sure, yeah. So I, I, it's, it's really nice to see both of your evolutions from WWE into MMA uh, because me personally, I never was into WWE. I was like, I can tell this is fake. No one looks that good when they get hit in the face with a chair, whatever. But um, so I wanted to ask you guys of – the throughout this evolution right so we have boxing which is kind of like it has such a rich history and such a long history and then we have wwe which is more of like the entertainment spin on it right and then we have the introduction of mixed martial arts where we bring together boxing and and kickboxing and muay thai and wrestling and all together and it was almost immediately faced with criticism being like this is barbaric this is ridiculous people are bleeding and dying like what what are you guys doing? So, what was your guys' reactions? Um, maybe you can start with Asher uh, when you the first time you heard that, like uh, whether it was someone that said it to you or whether you saw a headline. I'm sure someone has like you've seen it somewhere, right? It's like MMA is barbaric. This is ridiculous. What was your first thought when you guys saw that? Yeah. So. I, like I said earlier in this podcast, I was one of those people that said it's too brutal for me. I can't enjoy this, right? And sometimes, even still today, like some referees doing a bad job or something, you know, bad happens in there. And I'm like, dude, they, they, why are they stopping this, you know? Sometimes it does get to that point. I'm not going to say that it never gets too brutal for some people to digest. Some people are fine with it. Some people, they can't take it, right? But um, for me, 
uh, once I realized that it was a structured event, a lot of people believe that you just go in there and you can kick people in, in the nuts or you can hit somebody in the back of the head and there's not really any rules and whoever who like is the last man standing wins and then people die. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's all these like, um, ideas of what it is and like I'm like no a lot of these people also do not know that the people that are in the UFC are um, people that have actually gone to college and they're actually the the, the mixed martial arts fighter story um, is usually more educated than the boxer story you usually hear like the boxer grew up you know in a rough neighborhood and like you can only make it out by either rapping playing basketball or boxing or something like that right like, that's usually what you hear with a lot of like the boxing guys like they like, grew up rough but a lot of these mma guys or ufc guys you find that they're actually people from like not most of them like are normal people they're like oh you know i tried becoming a wrestler and i couldn't make it to the olympics i did taekwondo or karate for like 20 years and then I thought, hey, why don't I pick up the other sports and like learn more? And like, you know what I mean, like these are like like most of the stories out here in MMA are like that. Um, and so I thought that was cool. So when I found out the rules and I found out like the backgrounds of the fighters, and then I started to watch their interviews and found out that they're normal people, I was like, oh shit! Like, you know, I'm kind of starting to understand this a little more. And then when I learned more about the MMA disciplines and all that stuff, it all made sense to me at the end of the day. So every time I'm watching with somebody that does not know much about the sport, I try to educate them. I'm like, no, it's not what you think it is. Like, yes, it's brutal sometimes, but let me just educate you so you understand what's going on. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I know, you know? So, yeah. So you've been converted. I've been converted. <laughs> Ness, go ahead. And just to piggyback off too, like a lot of people are kind of ignorant to how MMA works, where they're like, oh, he's laying on the ground and the guy's just punching him in the face. Well, how it's supposed to happen is if he's getting hit like that, the referee is going to step in and stop him or something like that. Whereas in boxing, you can get an eight count. That means you get knocked down. The referee gives you eight seconds to stand up and you continue to fight. You're already concussed. You're already hurt. In MMA, that fight's getting called off. You know what I mean? If he falls you to the ground, it's getting called off. You're not getting a chance to get repeatedly knocked over and over again. Same thing in football. These guys, the big guys, the D-line that comes out, they get up, they line up, they ran into each other, they hit each other in the head. They do that three or four times. They go sit down. They come back out in 10, 15 minutes. They're doing that over and over again. So when it comes to sort of concussions and physicality, MMA is not the worst sport out there, I would say. I agree with you. I mean, there's been zero deaths in the UFC, um, which is surprising because people see boxing or NFL and they'll think like, bro, like the one place of hat of people die is UFC, but it's never happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll get your opinion on that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like my, my take on MMA, it, it was, it was, I, I really like that you brought up football because that was my next kind of segue into this. Right. So, it, when you compare the the, the bar the barbaric comment um, and, and whatever else uh, critics want to say about mixed martial arts, it's like when you compare it to different sports, I feel like mixed martial arts or UFC is actually much safer than probably and I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but than football. And here's my here's my take for that, right? It's like the way I see it, mixed martial art is kind of like controlled chaos, right? These are like we can't we can't knock these guys. These are trained killers. Right, they're you're literally trained to take lives, and they're it's controlled chaos in the sense that you're in a, in one location, you can hit certain locations, you have a guy in there in the referee who's gonna protect you, right? Whereas when you look at and I'm gonna pick on football here, um, because football has brought about a lot of uh, kind of the especially with the CTE issue, which is long term effects on your brain. Um, like with football, it's like yes, you have equipment. But you're just running wildly at each other. You don't know where it's going to hit. You, don't, you know what I mean? It's like there's so many factors out of your control with football, whereas with mixed martial arts in a fight, you can control your movements. You can control what you're seeing and where you're going to be, right? So that's how I compare it. And I'm almost like for everyone that says, oh, my God, like this is horrible. I'm like I find this one of the safer sports. Like would you guys agree with that? 100% man. Like, and in football, you're running as fast as you can, as hard as you can into each other. And you're not only doing it in games, you're doing it in practice. When I'm getting ready for a fight at the gym, I'm not, uh, first of all, I'm wearing headgear and my training partners know not to hit me hard in the head. 
They're not throwing 100% shots at my head. So the only time that I'm at risk to real getting it is during the competition, which is, let's not sugarcoat it, is a risk that I accept. You know what I mean? And it is a part of the sport, right? So I'm just, for me, this is how I justify the brutality of it. All sports, whether it's golf, whether it's tennis, is an imitation of war. You're either defending something, you're trying to get something, you're trying to score a point, you're trying to get behind somebody. Everything in, in it is an, an imitation of war. You're trying to strategically beat the other team, especially in team sports. Football, basketball, baseball, you're trying to snipe balls, you're trying to do something. Except for mixed martial arts, we're not trying to imitate war. We're not even trying to imitate violence. What we're well, it is violence, but <laughs> what we're trying to imitate is more just the discipline of the body and the mind to work to impact techniques against another person who's just as equally capable as you. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I I agree. Um, there's something I wanted to say too. Um, it slipped my mind. But one thing that a lot of people don't know is the UFC. Um, they were one of the the organizations that I mean, not UFC MMA in general had to go to different states and different countries and become legalized. They had to go to the government and you know express to these politicians that hey, legalize this sport. You know why? It's just like boxing. It's martial arts. Blah blah. Because like everybody said in the beginning, they didn't know much about it. We thought it was barbaric. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the beginning, I, I think the beginning stages of what they were trying to do was extremely barbaric because they'll advertise it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be this. Like, come see, like, craziness and blah, blah, Like, that's what their origins were. So don't get me wrong. It did start off like that. But obviously, the sport was cleaned up and they added rules and they changed a lot of things in order to make it be the entertainment that we see today. So they did run to the government. It's a government sanctioned as commissions and all that stuff. And they went, they went that route because they wanted to make it legitimate and they wanted to create a, a sport out of it, right? And then they also went from, I think it was UFC on Fuel, and then they went to UFC on Fox, and then, then from Fox they went to ESPN. And now that they've gone to ESPN, it's now it's mainstream. And I'll see it on Bleacher Report or I'll see it on, on MMA or The Score or all these different TSN news outlets sharing this information. And the funny thing is, at the same time, I'll like click on the comments and I'll see, uh, you know, not to for ages and whatever, I'll see a grandma like comment something like, I hate this. This is so bad. Like, why do they, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, obviously you can hear her talking, but like, I just see a profile picture, like with her comment beside her, I already have like an idea of like what she sounds like as she wrote this message. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, you're going to have people that like are going to be both sides. Can you force someone to enjoy it? No, you can't. But at the same time, should you ridicule people that like are doing it to make a living and it's their passion and that's what they want to do and the fans that enjoy it and, you know, um, you know, get entertainment out of it, you can't ridicule those people too. So I, I understand both sides. I, I just want to highlight a good point that you brought up when you said when it was first sort of introduced to the public it was advertised as this blood sport this spectacle like as real as it gets real blood like that i think that's almost a problem of north american consumerism and not and the, the market not understanding what mixed martial arts is because in certain parts of asia and certain parts of russia they already have combat sports like that like sambo or even like grappling greco roman roman wrestling where it's there's that ground game and that stand-up game. They already have that, and they don't see it as this violent bloodbath or sport. You know what I mean? Or even in, like, Australia or, that, like, that Pacific Island parts of the world where they have even more violent games, like, where rugby is a popular sport. You know what I mean? They have, like, um, they have like wrestling and kind of other kinds of things where it's different. You know what I mean? So maybe the problem is with how they marketed it the UFC and to try to sell it to consumers to be like, you got to see this. It's, it's real violent. It's real. You know what I mean? Maybe that hurt a little bit. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. So with that, I, I, I that's a good point. Marketers ruin everything. Uh, that's, that's a quote from our, our boy, Gary V. But um, I wanted to, I wanted to pivot into another side of that. So you touched on the fact that much of the world already has these combat sports, right? 
uh, and some more more violent than what we're used to right now already. And it was almost like it was the North American market that had to do these ads of like blind and blah, 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 blah. And from these marketing advertisements, we have a similar discussion coming about, um, similar to that of video games, right? Where we see video games uh, and the correlation to violence in, in, in children, uh, especially with shooting games, right? Like that's associated with school shootings so much. And in that same, in that same facet now, it's like, MMA with UFC being mainstream with ESPN, it's like it's putting a different magnifying glass on this uh, to the next generation uh, of children who get to look at these sports, right? Like now that it's under the ESPN umbrella, it's just another thing that's going to be on the TV. So do you guys feel like that this new attention and this newfound spotlight on the next generation um, is going to create another habit or another chain of events that's going to lead to more violence? Or do you think it's going to be the opposite where it's going to let them actually be more peaceful based on some of the stats that we see in the world right now, right? Like you can gun crime and all those things. Like, do you think that will actually reduce as a result of us understanding the art of fighting now that it's a mainstream sport? Asher, I'll open that up to you first. I mean, you, Everybody is different. Everybody has their own individual tendencies, what they do. It's kind of a hard question to just answer under one um, statement, one sweeping statement to say, this is what it's going to do. But to break it down, um, I think it's going to actually be more beneficial than it's going to do more good than harm. Um, why I think that is because um, the, for example, somebody like me, right? I looked at, you know, MMA and, you know, after a few years of watching it, I decided I wanted to try it. I wanted to learn, you know, uh, Muay Thai and I wanted to, I've been to a jiu-jitsu gym as well. I wanted to do that. And, you know, I started to learn the benefits like I had mentioned earlier in terms of confidence and, you know, not being bullied, knowing that, hey, I, this guy is saying these things to me like I could hurt him if I want to, but I'm not going to because my principals told me not to do that or whatever. I'm trained not to do stuff like that. But even you walking, people would feel that confidence knowing like, man, that guy is a blue belt in this or that guy is a whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like people know that you can do certain things to them if you wanted to, but you obviously not, you shouldn't do that. Um, so in terms of the next generation, there are people that are going to learn from watching UFC and MMA and say, hey, that's pretty cool. I want to learn how to do that, right? We get exercise and you're learning something from, from it. Um, but then there's also those people that are innately violent, right? And they see that and then maybe it would spark something in them like, oh, I like this. And like, you know, you see some of these people online that are weird and say some, some crazy stuff. But those are the same people that may actually compete as well because there are some people that need to, um, they need to, what's the word? That harness that, that feeling. They need to do something with that feeling, right? You hear boxers being like, bro, I used to get in fights all the time. And so my coach told me like, hey, why don't you get into boxing to kind of release that feeling that you have? So it could be the same thing with MMA. It's people right. that watch that and then learn from that and say, hey, that's an outlet for me. Let me go and let me do that and learn. But then obviously there's people that are also going to see that and then be like, oh, bro, let's go mess some somebody at the bar because I saw UFC, I saw this guy, Conor McGregor, do this. And so like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people are going to do that too. So unfortunately, we don't live in a world where everybody thinks the same and everybody, you know, is a smart person. There's people <laughs> all over. So I think for most people that are, you know, normal people in this world, it will have a good effect. And it's also making money for other people. It's an additional route of revenue for if you're not going to go to school or if you sucked at school and you're good at sports, but you never make it to the Olympics, you can pursue MMA. That's another avenue for you. So I think it does more good than bad. Okay. Nish? I, I agree. I think it's hard to say because people are so subjective, right? Especially children. Like, is it going to make a child more violent? Is it not? I don't know. I think there's a lot more factors like parenting and stuff. Like any parent that buys their child a violent shooting game and just gives it to them and lets that child play without having a conversation with their child about the, what is reality? What is a video game? This is, you're playing a fake thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think parenting has to come in, 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 involved uh, so many things like that, right? So it's hard to say, but I do genuinely believe that adults that practice martial arts 
it gives you more discipline. Like if you are somebody that sometimes gets worked up and you you have a lot of testosterone or you need to even hit somebody, go spar, man. Go find a good group of people that you trust that you can go hard with and go five rounds, go 10 rounds, hit somebody hard, get hit back hard and see how it feels. Like sometimes it's getting that worked out of you, getting that aggression brings you back down to a normal, happy, calm. You know what I mean? And I think it makes you not want to fight some guy that's waiting in line that doesn't know what he's ordering and he spent 10 minutes getting up to line. But bro, why didn't you know what you wanted to order when you were waiting 10 minutes to get in line, right? Like you should have known. Now we're waiting in line and you're trying to figure out what you want now. And I got to wait. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to get violent on this guy because I've already worked out my violent tendencies in the morning at the gym already. I've already, I've already tapped into that aggression and let it out in a productive manner. I've channeled that anger and rage into a productive manner. I'm not going to go fight somebody that I don't know who, what if they have a weapon on them too? Like all these other things, right? Right, right, right. So beautiful segue there because I want to ask you guys a question. This is a scenario. I am a parent and you're both advocates for MMA. And I have a kid a girl or a boy, it doesn't matter, who's interested in doing this. So I want you guys to tell me why I should let them in. Give me like your top three points as to why I should let my child go fight another child. I'll, I'll let Ness go first. <laughs> okay. First of all, I can't tell you any of this because I'm keeping these secrets for when I have a child and I'm going to breed a champion. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay no i'm being serious but what do you mean by that when you say go let a child compete because when children compete in muay thai like when at my past tournament uh so up until you're 12 or 13 you have to a wear a body protector so it's like a foam pad for your body plus gloves helmet shin pads elbow pads all that stuff yeah, right no forget all that i'm just a scared parent and my child wants to get into fighting so I'm looking for advice. But I think it really depends on why you want, because as a parent, you have to sort of put your children into productive. I think the better question is, in that sense, it's probably, why does your child want to do this? How old is the child? I have so many questions for you. But how would I integrate a child into martial arts from a young age? If that's the question, I have a different answer for you. All right, if that's, if that's the way you want to take it, yeah. I would put my child from a young age, starting with jujitsu, because A, that's not, that's not a physical combat sport. You're not hitting each other. It's not a striking art. It's a grappling art and it's learning your body. It's like you're rolling around. So you're, you're stretching your body, you're moving it out, you're working on the ground game. During that, I would put my child into a dance, some kind of dance and gymnastics because that will work their footwork, it works their dexterity, it works their muscle control, their mind, their mind muscle control, it works their core, but they're not, again, they're not getting hit. Now when my child gets a little bit older, then I start introducing them to striking techniques. Start them in Muay Thai, put them to Taekwondo, by then their ground game is already up and you build up the stand-up game and then, then you got a world champion on your hand, man. <laughs> <laughs> so my my three points like just to kind of summarize it quickly number one confidence you're going to build confidence in your child and by getting them enrolled in martial arts um and okay getting them into martial arts is different from telling them to watch ufc i just want to make that clear <laughs> right? i'm glad you did that yeah so when you say like i want to get my kid into mma it doesn't mean like oh make your kid watch ufc no like, I think that's actually adult content or maybe if you're a teenager, you can watch it and stuff. I just think that that, that type of entertainment shouldn't be for, for minors. So getting them into martial arts, like where you're trained, you've heard of kids, karate gyms and whatever, and all these different places, uh, Taekwondo, 
all that stuff if you're young i agree it's good for you so yeah i mentioned the confidence the benefits obviously is exercise right and seeing progression in something that you're doing like you can throw your first cake oh the first day i suck daddy and then like the next day like oh daddy i'm getting better oh i'm getting better and you can see that progression right and they're like oh good job kid whatever boy girl right so um so the exercise and the benefits and confidence is a good thing and also just the third thing i would say is something that kind of overarches most sports is more like um a feeling of teamwork right like it kind of like goes with every sport usually whatever sport you're going to do there's a coach there's always like an older guy or something or usually in a team format of some kind even individual sports like tennis or golf or whatever like sports always teaches you something that i think like a lot of people can benefit from whether it's like teamwork or it's like struggle and persevering and like taking it to the next level like like no matter what sport you're in those things are always going to be there the fundamentals and if you can get that in a kid like while they're growing up and like they can understand that this is a mentality that i need to achieve anything that i want to achieve in life i think you're doing a good thing so obviously for parents you may not necessarily say no it has to be mma you can get those benefits doing other sports but i think you're going to receive like that high perseverance type mentality the most by enrolling them into mixed martial arts. I like that. I like that. I like those, uh, I like the benefits that you laid out and I like the, uh, the champion route that you have laid out for your kid as well. <laughs> uh, a people are gonna... You have your first kid. I'm going to be like, there's the champion right there. <laughs> I'm, telling you, man, I'm telling you, you start him off jujitsu, then gymnastics and dance and then swimming for that conditioning and then you get them into muay thai when they're like 12 13 and they start growing you know and then you have an anderson on your hand exactly <laughs> or an amanda nunez one of the two yeah yeah all right so i kind of want to wrap this up here um and i want to open this up to you guys uh whether you have any final points on mma um anything that you guys want to fit in and let just the the average person who doesn't know um what you would want to let them know anything that you want to plug in there um, is there anything that we missed that you guys wanted to touch on? I think Asher spoke, touched on it a little bit earlier. And if I could revisit that, it's the, it's a human aspect of mixed martial artists and the competitors in the sport, which I think is very compelling. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are mo fathers and mothers. There's a lot of people who are, uh, college educated, who, come from really good jobs or leave other jobs because they want to pursue something they're passionate about. You know what I mean? Like these are not people that are ignorant. These are not knuckleheads or these are not meatheads who are just trying to hit each other. They're, they're people with brains or people with, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's Nick Newell, who's a, a fighter, a former MMA fighter who actually is an amputee. Like he doesn't have uh, an, uh, one of his arms, but he, went to the highest level in one of the more smaller organizations and actually fought for a world title. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it offers so much to so many different people, mixed martial arts. And I don't think, I think we'll always as mixed martial arts fans look for it to be more mainstream accepted. I don't think it will be, but I think what's important to remember here is that at the end of the day, there's, this is a community of people and it's uh, deserves it deserves your respect and uh, appreciation, not maybe not appreciation, but your respect and uh, understanding at least. I like that. I like that a lot. Asher. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what he has to say. I think there will be more people that will hop on and understand the sport, just like we all, everybody had that initial like, Oh man, no, this is not for me. Oh no, this is brutal or whatever. But for most people, they may not be able to overcome that and that feeling that they had initially and say, no, this is what it is and I'm not willing to change. But I do think that it's going to be here to stay. I really hope that nothing tragic happens to the sport and the growth of MMA has been something that has been awesome to watch. Um, it's been, I think, unprecedented. I've never seen like a sport like this that ever that's grown out of like nowhere, pretty much. Everybody like 15 years ago was 
curious about soccer or basketball and now even basketball athletes and you know everybody it's pretty much from any corner of the world you know knows who conor mcgregor is and has heard of a few ufc fighters always and, and you know has a decent understanding of what ufc is and i in our lifetime i've never seen a sport grow so exponentially so it's been awesome to watch i hope the growth of mma continues and i think the best the best title to give this video should be like perception versus reality of mma right so <laughs> kind of like you know to show what you know people perceive mma to be what it actually is in the growth of mma so that's pretty much my summary for sure i love that 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 will be the video name that i post up yeah so before I end off here, I have one more, one more, uh, one more question for you guys. So Asher, you run the MMA Brothers uh, podcast with your brother. Um, so obviously we're all in quarantine, we're all locked down. UFC was the first sport, uh, sport to come back um, and open up and start putting on events. We are all looking forward to the next event. Who do you guys want to see on Fight Island? <laughs> if you could take a fight, who do you want to see? Realistically, let's take into everything. Let's take into account everything that just happened. Who would you? What do you want to see? Okay, so I'll be quick with this, and then I'll pass it on, just so like we wrap it up, because we can go on and on for a long time about you opening in another can of worms. Sure, I just want names. Yeah, everybody, check out MMA Brothers Pod. That's my my Instagram for um, my brother and I, the podcast that we do. Um, but yes, in terms of Fight Island. Uh, for those people that don't know what it is, is Dana White, the president of the UFC, um, has decided to lease or buy, I don't know what he did, but he's going to have an island in which people will be flying to international fighters and local fighters in America, and they'll go there to compete, um, you know, due to this coronavirus situation and, and lockdown and fight situation. So in terms of Fight Island, I want to see Conor McGregor fight. Uh, hopefully, Jorge Masvidal for the BMF belt. I think that would be cool to watch. Okay, okay. Fish, yeah. who do you want to see? Let me build you a card, man, because I think about this all the time. I think, I think if you're going Fight Island, you have to have some savage fight cards, okay? So I think uh, just the main event, main event, I think you got to have Jorge Masvidal versus Kamara Usman for the welterweight belt. They got to get that one going. They got a that's, a, that's a solid scrap that the division needs, the sport needs. Co-main event, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. The sport needs it. The people want it. And personally, as a huge Jones hater, this is something that if he steps up and if he does, he will win over fans and win back some fans that he's lost for a lot of shenanigans. And in some ways, redeem himself to the sport because John Jones could have been the guy if you go back and watch one of his fights, the first fight against Alexander Gustafsson, he had not only a Nike sponsorship, he had his own shoe and a Gatorade sponsorship. He was on his way to becoming a Michael Jordan for us, and he messed that up. He, he deserves, he owes it to the MMA community to give us that fight versus Francis Ngannou. And obviously the main event, you got to end the trilogy. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, we want... Fight Island, we want savagery. We want to see blood. Give us that one. End the trilogy there. I love it. I love it. And if we can make it happen, Justin Gaethje versus Khabib, I would love to see that too. But I don't know how that's going to work with Khabib's dad. I, I hear he's got some health issues and stuff too. So thoughts and prayers. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. But thank you guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Nish. Thank, hey, you, for thank you guys on. for having me on, man. I appreciate this. This was fun. For, for sure. So thank you so much for coming on. You can catch him at Hungry Nest on Instagram. Asher, as always, Millennium Misfits, Asher Kahia, MMA Brothers Prod. Uh, we'll plug them all in. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Bye, boys. Yeah, guys.